The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. This is of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro. And today we're going to talk about mastering B2B international SEO. Joining us is Wasif Kazim, who is the Managing Director of Online Marketing Gurus, an agency that specializes in SEO, AdWords, and social media advertising. OMG's model is built to put customers' success as their number one priority while having fun, being transparent, honest, and building real relationships that deliver business results. And today, Waz and I are going to talk about his online marketing guru's B2B SEO essentials. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Waz Kazim, Managing Director of Online Marketing Gurus. Waz, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Hey guys, super excited to be here. And yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to have you on the show. And I have to thank you for getting up early in the morning. You're based in Australia. I'm in Northern California. It's uh, 1.40 in the afternoon here. What time is it for you? 6.30 a.m. here. Oh, good Lord. We got you up at the butt crack of dawn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, good. I've even put all my makeup on for you, man. But unfortunately, none of the listeners can see that. Well, you know, we don't have the video on right now, but I'm sure it's a beautiful sight. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some beautiful SEO practices. You're, you know, based in Australia, a little bit, uh, you know, the other side of the world from where I'm sitting. Is SEO the same everywhere around the world? To Walk me through what your process is. Look, we're based in Australia, but SEO is indeed the same everywhere in the world, right? There may be slightly different ways that you actually practice SEO because 
the country that you live in may or may not have Google. The underlying principles for SEO are pretty much the same, but slightly different per, I don't know, if you're in China, you might have to look at Baidu. If you're in Russia, you might have to look at Yandex, right? In Australia, SEO is, is very similar to the SEO in the States. And funny enough, we have a lot of clients in the States as well. So whilst we are based in Australia and we do a lot of work for some of the biggest clients in Australia, as well as you know, the smaller clients in Australia, we do the whole range. We also work with a lot of clients in the States as well as in Singapore and other parts of the world. So a lot of your clients are B2B companies. Talk to me about where SEO fits into the marketing mix. You do not only SEO, but other social media and Google ads, advertising. Where does SEO fit into the mix for the average B2B client? Cool. It's an interesting one, right? Like, Where does SEO fit into the mix? <laughs> Before I answer that, I'll give a little bit of context to something. Like Going back a few years, it was all about per channel success. How's SEO doing? How's AdWords doing? How's Facebook doing? How's my email marketing doing? Whereas now, like, it's very, very hard to actually attribute the success of an individual campaign whilst it's possible. The reality of things is that customers are actually going through all your channels and converting via one at the end of it. So you can't actually, to a great degree of certainty, point to one channel being the one that drives a conversion. For instance, you know, one of the customers that I was looking at in terms of the customer journeys, they went through email, Facebook, SEO, saw us at an event, read multiple blogs, saw an AdWords campaign, and then finally converted via the website. And this is across 200 touch points. So I'm going to say it again, 200 touch points in a span of like a month after which they converted, right? For me to say that was all because the SEO would be incorrect of me to say that. So going back to your original question in terms of where does SEO sit in the mix, like it is one of those channels that will typically convert the highest. So if you look at, you know, we practice what we preach. We invest a lot in SEO as a marketing agency in Australia, and we spend a lot of money into SEO, not only to attract Australian visitors to our site, but also visitors to our US side and global sites. But generally, SEO will be one of those channels that will help you convert a lot of deals. And generally, the deals that do convert will have, in general, the highest kind of deal value as well from a B2B perspective. The beautiful thing about SEO is unlike pay channels, and guys, I love pay channels, and I always like say that you got to run everything at the same time. You can't just do SEO. You should do paid and everything else as well. But unlike pay channels, SEO is one of those things that you got to invest in. And look, it takes a little bit longer to kick in than the pay channels, but it will also last a lot longer as well. So the sort of returns that you see from SEO are long-term returns. Whereas with pay channels, as soon as you switch it off, it's gone. Like There's no more traffic coming to your site. I really like how you said that they are long-term returns. And that's yep. an important distinction. I think that you know, as SEOs, most of the people that are listening to this podcast, think about developing content that's going to be evergreen, that's going to build value over time. And the notion of long-term returns really makes sense. And what you're talking about is, you know, multi-channel attribution. And at the Correct. end of the day, what matters is how many times you're reaching a customer, right? What your reach, what your frequency is, and what the impact your channels are having, you know, on influencing the customer's journey. When you think about the purpose and place of SEO for the B2B buyers specifically, 
Do you think of it as a lead generation channel, a retention channel? Is it something that's for direct response? Just how do you evaluate the purpose of the channel in your overall marketing mix? That's the beauty of SEO. Look, the same can be said about Facebook and AdWords as well, right? It's a lead gen channel, 100%. For brand new businesses where no one knows about the brand and the brand doesn't exist, it's a fantastic like social proof channel as well. Because if you're typing in a random, you know, say, I want red shoes, right? Or you're typing red shoes into Google and this brand new brand pops up, users will actually navigate to that website and check out what this brand is about. And for people that, for, for brands that no one's heard of, it's a great way of social proof and it's popping up and it increases the awareness of your product as well, not just leads, right? So it actually tackles everything, to be honest, like the brand awareness piece, the lead generation piece. And yeah, that's why it's such a powerful channel, right? So ranking on top of Google search, usually when you're in the top three, you command a high level of authority. And there's a lot of research out there, you know, the figures don't come into my head right now. But in general, if you're in that top three, people automatically assume you're a leader in that market. So that's why it's such a powerful tool to invest money in there and, and provide that perception to your buying audience. And when you think broadly about content, not just SEO, the B2B journey is obviously different than the B2C journey. And a lot of those conversations take place over a long period of time. There's long buying cycles How do you think about using content for SEO as opposed to using it for retention and eventually driving conversions? Sure. So look, content and today, I would say that without content, SEO is nothing, right? You know, we've all heard about all the algorithm updates that Google has done to really place a big priority on serving the right content and the most useful content to people searching in Google, right? So when it comes to kind of lead generation, acquisition, all that sort of stuff, content needs to be a massive, massive part of your SEO strategy. Without content, you're screwed, essentially, right? So how do you like intertwine content and SEO? Look, SEO's got a lot of the on-site aspects of optimizing your site to appear in Google, as well as the off-site aspect of SEO where you're trying to earn links back to your site from third-party sites, which is often known as link building. And the more links that you have, or quality links that you have pointing back to your site, the more Google thinks, wow, this is a fantastic site and I should serve it up more. But the third element is like on-page content and also a lot of the, in general, a lot of the content that you have on your homepage as well as your blogs and throughout your site. So how do you leverage content to actually, you know, drive your SEO kind of strategy? What's worked for me in the past? It's a bit of a rule of thumb. And look, I've worked in a lot of B2B companies. Like I've worked in a B2B content marketing agencies, worked in a B2B large, again, like an agency that did offline, online marketing, worked in B2B technology companies. One of the biggest things and common denominators that I've seen is to produce high quality content at a high velocity every single month, especially when you're starting this journey of SEO and content. What I mean by that is, as a rule of thumb, I would recommend to anyone, and this usually works and it's been working for the last decade, whenever I've said this to people, produce 10 to 15 high quality blogs every single month on your site. And each blog is about like 2,000 words, right? It can't be just, you know, rubbish 2,000 words. Whenever you're writing each one of those articles based on what your users are thinking about and need and what answers around, you got to make sure that those 2,000 words are really high quality, addressing those pain points. And the more you produce that, the more 
Google understands that you are a leader in that space. And also when buyers come across your site, they're like, wow, this organization writes a lot about these topics. So they're probably experts at these topics. Let me inquire with this organization to help me out with X, Y, and Z. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, how much do you think about content volume as opposed to the frequency? You mentioned that you want a post that's 2,000 words or so. Correct. When you're thinking about, you know, publishing every day or publishing multiple times an hour as opposed to the longer form content, why do you think one is better suited for B2B SEO? Yeah, to begin with, a good place to start, especially when you're fresh, is like, you just need to announce to Google that, dude, I'm here and I'm a big deal, right? And a really good way to do that is to start with a high volume of content, right? Start with a high volume, 10 to 15 pieces of content, because a lot of B2B companies, I've noticed, don't necessarily focus too much on that content aspect. And if they do, it's just a thing that they do. It's not necessarily tied intricately with their SEO strategy. So step one, I'd say for the first three to six months, produce a high volume of content, 10 to 15 blocks that are highly relevant to and aligned to their most profitable product. So let's say it's a technology company and their most profitable product is a laptop. And they want to you know, help sell more of these laptops, for instance. So what you'd want to do is the first three to six months, like blog everything around the sphere of laptops. So you have tools like Uber Suggest, which is a great tool where you can just go in there, type in laptop, and we'll give you keyword ideas around laptops and all the sort of stuff that people are asking about laptops. Depending on which region in, you can pick if you're in Australia or US, so it becomes quite specific. And there's SEMrush that does something similar as well. So once you get those topic ideas, and BuzzSumo is another great one to generate topic ideas, then you can start writing, say, 10 or 15 blogs for the first three to six months around all these topics. And then in due course, number one, Google understands that, hey, these people are experts in laptop things. So Google will start serving you guys more with relation to laptop queries as it comes up, as far as you work with your SEO specialist or your SEO agency to make sure that all your blogs are optimized to appear for those things. And in due course, what you want to do is once you push out a lot of that frequency, you need to use those blogs. Like blogs alone are fantastic. And yes, they help with SEO. 
but you need to promote it via every other channel. And to your point, this is why like that frequency of posting is really important because when you're starting off, you want to create an incredible bank of content that you can use to fuel things like your email marketing drips. Because once someone comes to your site and signs up to your newsletter, you want them to get a steady stream of email marketing drips like one or two a week. Mm -hmm. And for that, you need content, right? Secondly, you also want to promote these blogs on Facebook and LinkedIn page channels to improve the awareness of your product. You're not necessarily selling your product, but you're pushing the thought leadership. And when thousands and millions of people see your blog advertised on Facebook or LinkedIn, they naturally become aware of your brand and naturally associate, if the blog is good, your brand to being a thought leader in that space, right? So this is why frequency is important. So because you can amplify a lot of stuff across many channels. It's one of the things we don't talk about a ton on this podcast because we Mm. primarily focus on SEO. But when you have content that you're creating for SEO and you want to seed it and syndicate it on paid networks, what advice do you have for the SEO community who doesn't always focus on paid promotion to get their content out there using paid channels? Guys, like it's incredibly important. Going back to like the multi-channel attribution side of things, in today's world, it's really important that your paid and non-paid channels work together as a team effort to produce ultimately results that a business wants, right? So whenever an SEO produces a piece of content in collaboration with a content writer, or sometimes SEOs write the content themselves, like it's very important, number one, to use tools like Surfer SEO, which is a fantastic tool which helps you understand exactly what words to put in that article. And you keep tweaking it until it gives you this kind of green light. And then it says, cool, your article is beautifully SEO optimized, right? So that's the first step. And then, you know, you obviously upload it on your site. And then I guess the main issue with a lot of content that's put out there is no one reads it. So you invest all these hours into producing this content. It might be overall, say, 10 hours that you invest in a piece of content. And no one ends up reading that piece of content, which ends up completely wasting all your efforts. So the advice would be, whenever you put out a piece of content, always make sure that you promote it heavily. So number one, promote it on Facebook so that you're driving more people to your piece of content. And that in itself, as most SEOs will know, traffic to a page is one of the many indicators that Google considers when ranking a specific site, right? And then there are many other things that you can tweak following that as well. But and we'll drive that traffic to that page via channels like LinkedIn and Facebook. Like for me, that's been super, super successful. And look, there are obviously other syndication channels like AppBrain and Taboola and all that sort of stuff. Again, for me personally, I find those a little bit clickbaity, but I also appreciate that it works really, really well for many industries. But as a first step, what I do is create a piece of content, optimize it, and then push it heavily on LinkedIn and Facebook to maximize brand awareness of your brand and of your blog. So at the end of the day, when you're thinking about B2B SEO, the goal here is not necessarily just to drive rankings. The goal is to make an impact. You can use SEO for lead generation, but you also need to consider some of the other marketing channels you can use to syndicate your content to make sure you're reaching as many buyers as you can. Correct. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Waz Kazim, the Managing Director of Online Marketing Gurus, for joining us. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Waz, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Wazif Kazim, W-A-S-I-F-K-A-S-I-M. 
Or you could visit his company's website, which is onlinemarketinggurus.com.au. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 